guys. Almost ready. What? Look, we're there. Hey guys, if you're just now joining us, we are back. We are going to be changing up things around here just a little bit. We're not on the YouTube. Are, are we making it bigger, faster, stronger? Stronger, better, cooler, all that hunky dory stuff. Hey, Handy, how you doing? Are you done for the day? Did you disappear off? Oh, hi, Hannah. We're just getting back onto our regular stream. We're changing yep. up a few things right here. Just so you know, guys, we have added some new commands to everything. Um, we do now have, of course, we have our Discord rules, songs, um, giveaways. We do have our shout-outs, which, with one of my mods, please give Miss Hannah B a shout-out for me, please. And we've also added, of course, we always had our love. We've also now have hug and exclamation point question. Um, so you can actually ask questions of what's going on. Um, other than that, we are changing up the way we view a bunch of things around here. If you notice, our screen's going to change. We have a new, uh, what is it? Um, Media section splash screen, thanks to our lovely Kathy. She made something. It looks really, really cool. Uh, I can paint minis and work Photoshop. More talent than I have. Um, other than that, so if you want to, you can try out the hug command. It's exclamation point, hug, space, and then whatever. And then, of course, love is the same way. Um, other than that, uh, just to let you all know, we are doing some changing up to uh our stream just a little bit uh we will not be doing a scheduled stream on friday anymore um john is starting to get his stuff set up so he may be doing some streaming um that's a little ways away i need a desk first because yeah. this is not a <laughs> i will uh, i will continue to do my oh monday morning my. and thursday oh. morning streams from 10 to noon and occasionally i do go a little over noon if i'm on a roll and uh, but Miss Hannity just gave us five dollars, guys. Hey, She's got two. Look at that. She's our two donators, guys. We really right. appreciate any donations that y'all do because everything that you give us goes straight back into the stream. Uh, right now, we're saving up money from Twitch to buy Kathy a new camera, um, because she needs one desperately. So, uh, pallet cam, and uh, and then I'm going to be getting a table so that I can have my laptop in here all the time so that I can. I can stream more often at random moments than just my my set schedule of Monday and Thursday. Um, also, we will be getting new um, badges. Badges. We don't need no stinking badges. I, I was going to go there if you gave me a second. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, and also some new emotes. I have talked to a very good friend of mine, and y'all have actually seen a lot of her work. Um, she has offered to do us some emotes and badges for free because she loves oh. us. If y'all remember, and she's on here every so often, Jackie, um, is starting to do some digital sculpting and everything and she has offered. I asked her about what she wanted and she said to do nothing but give her a shout out every so often. And so this is what's going to be coming up. She's going to be doing, y'all seen, if y'all follow us on Facebook, you know, she's been doing some, uh, Star Wars artwork and it's amazing what she's doing. And yeah. so she said she's going to be working on that. She's got her Adobe and all that stuff coming in. So I'm like super excited. 
Um, what else? Like I said, we've added some new things. Uh, we are trying to get to a certain level of followers. Uh, we would like to eventually punch over 200. If we reach any of our goals, if you notice uh, the goals all the way around, up in the left-hand corner, our giveaway, once we reach 75, we will definitely be giving away something. Uh, once we reach 225 followers, we'll give away something. And if we get 10 more subscribers, because we have 10 subscribers now, guys. I didn't even know that. Sometimes they just come in and they subscribe, and we're like, who was that? And they disappear for a second. <laughs> and we are so happy and thankful. Guys, y'all don't understand how much that means to us. Congo finally noticed that I came. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did a, a heist is up, but I did lower the uh, how many times y'all can do it because we were getting a little too much spam out of it. No problem. We got that. Uh, I think everybody needs to start using the exclamation point question command for a bit so they can kind of have a little fun with that. Everything's kind of set up just for y'all to have a lot of fun. Um, and also if you're stream labs. Uh, <laughs> it, we've got it where you can actually play a few other games on the stream while we're doing this. But other than that, let's get to our tradition. All right, guys. What are you drinking, Cass? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I totally forgot. We're going to do a bet. All right, guys. We'll go with John. All right. Is Cassie drinking rum and Coke today? Minimum bet is one. Maximum is 100. You can enter by typing exclamation point bet space. Either zero or one and the amount. So Visual before we do that. Scene. So. Y'all can go ahead and get started on that. And you know the thing. Um, other than that, John, what are you drinking today? Well, my actual drink is uh, more of Banyan's rum and uh, ginger ale. Rum and ginger ale. I can't stand but for ginger our, ale. Uh, shout out, I'm going to do some of this, uh, some of Banyan's uh, apple pie moonshine that he doesn't like, so he asked me to drink. And, well, I mean, if you're going to ask, I'll drink apple it. Apple pie moonshine? Yeah. Do you, do you drink it with ice cream? Hey, Erica. I could if someone Hi, Erica. Oh, I've got ice cream downstairs. No, no, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, today I'm going to be drinking. I have Samuel Smith's organic chocolate stout. This shit's good. Uh, it's only about five. It's a, it's only a pint. Um, where's my alcohol percentage on here? Fuck if I know. I'm getting old. I can't tell anymore. Only 750 milliliters. Yeah. 550 milliliters. I don't even know how the percentage on it is, but it's really, really good. And it's really, really tasty. Oh, it's only 5% per alcohol volume, so it's not bad. Kids juice. Kanga's making me laugh in the chat. <sighs> He's always good. All right, guys, we're going to be going ahead and dropping this down. Um, We've got a few bets in there. All right, bet test stopped. Kathy, what are you drinking today? I uh, rum is involved in this drink. It's kind of my pseudo coquito. Uh, coquito is a, a Puerto Rican beverage with coconut and and stuff, but this has uh, horchata in it instead of cream and uh, egg yolk. So that's so a rum, horchata, coconut milk. Uh, nutmeg. 
It is delicious. So oh my negative on the rum and coke, though. Negative on the rum and coke. That is correct. And there we go. There's your points, guys. Uh, Xander and Kovnik Scotty Potty. He didn't get shot in the head, at least. <laughs> well, the pole doesn't have a function for shoot someone in the head, so. I'll do that eventually. Okay. <laughs> um, we, so we need to cheers and unfortunately another week of oh, us. Yeah. sad news. Uh, uh, Steve Ditko, who's one of the co-creators of Spider-Man and pretty much a legendary artist, passed. He was 90, you know, it was his time, but still, you know, sad to see him go. So, cheers. 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 Damn, that's good. All right, let's get this paint cam going. Get some of this. I got. I've been dying to paint the rest of these since I started on them. Is that your uh? Wait, what do you call those again? Endless spells. Okay. All right, guys. If you notice, we did do some changing up on a lot of stuff. It's all different here. Holy moly. It's yep. even set for widescreen. It's got the black bars at the top. Perish of the, the thought, Banian. Yeah, no, not Stan Lee. Y'all are y'all think he's gonna die or something. I don't think I think he's like immortal. I mean, eventually he will, unfortunately, but <laughs> I guarantee um, you I will I'll get something special for him. Oh yeah. Um so today I'm gonna work on the endless spells. Kathy, you should be proud of me. I used my airbrush. Awesome. I use my airbrush to put the base coat of purple on this. Uh, you can't oh, cool. Spiky um, skull ball of skull spikiness. Yeah. Uh, this is the purple sun. Um, I'm going to do a little bit more airbrushing on the spikes. Uh, because I want the spikes to have a white tip, but everything uh -huh. else to be purple. Um, yeah, I, it looks good. I already um, did a wash of Nuln Oil because I want it really dark in there. Uh, and today I'm going to do... On this, we get time to it. I'm going to dry brush the purple up a bit more. Uh, do a, a lighter purple um, on it. And that's not going to be good. Let me get to this one right here. Ooh, I got an alien purple. Uh, so just dry brush the purple and hit the ridges on it. Um, also going to be working on the life swarm. Uh, and this is just another dry brush of white to get what I want on it. And then uh, I'll be working on the... Um, I don't remember what uh, this is. The thing. The thing. The gumball with the flames. And light Gosh. skulls. Flames and, yeah. Um, I like it. I think it looks cool already. It is, it is cool. Um, I did try. I primed everything white. Uh, and I tried the new um, Hexwrath Flame. Uh, the new technical pride from GW. And that's what this is here. And it's actually a really good wash. Pretty much is what it is. Because uh, you prime it white. And then you put this over it let it dry, and then you dry brush white over the top of it so it mm -hmm. kind of stands out more, but it's got that real eerie-looking look to it. Uh, you could probably do the old, uh, dry, you know, wash it, dry brush it, wash it, dry brush it, and get a pretty good effect out of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you probably could. Um, that's the reason why I'm going to... What I'm going to do is this one, I think, what I'm going to do is dry brush it white, and after I dry brush it white, go from there and see what happens. Um, and so I think that's what I'm going to do first is work on this because I've been dying to finish this piece and stuff. So, um, everybody's going happy fun in the chat. I like seeing happy chat. 
you could uh, always dry brush it something that's almost white, but uh, tinted to uh, sort of contrast with the color that's already being laid down. Yeah. Well, what I thought about is after I get a, a layer, uh, I think I might dry brush this like a yellow, like a bright, mm-hmm. bright yellow, the green, and I'll kind of make it stand out and then dry brush it another white. Um, make it a little pop a little bit more, maybe. I don't know. I, I want to see it first. Uh, the ball, I'm definitely going to dry brush white because I want these these skulls I'm probably going to paint up a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, other than that, let's get to our topic. Um, I know we didn't send out a bunch of information on this one because we were discussing, uh, and something came up over this week that uh, we're being part of. Uh, if you don't know, of course, we're sponsored by Broken Egg Games, and Adam asked me if we would help him do a charity. Which y'all know us, we're always big on charities and doing charity stuff. Um, and right now, I'm not 100% sure how it happens or how we're doing it or what's going on. I just said yes. Um, because what's going to happen is once it's all done and said, um, we will have to paint two Rocket Girls for the new Crucible Guards. And we give that away as a charity prize. Um, of course, I asked Kathy if she'd be willing to do it. And she said yes. So... Um, so we wanted to, I, I figured we could talk about charities in a way we, as geeks and stuff, can contribute to it, uh, to something, um, and how we can do it ourselves. Uh, so with that said, John, what charities have you done before? Uh, well, I mean, we've done the old Panthon of John all day casts for, uh, charity for, uh-huh. uh, uh, juvenile diabetes, I think it was. Yeah, we did that one. Yep. Yep. Um, John Con also when when Mount John does John Con it's technically for a charity too it's for a food bank which is a charity. Um, I've done uh, a couple uh, you know uh, food machines again to food banks and all for charities. But mm-hmm. be honest, um, charity having four gamers use it for charity is, from my point of view, reasonably a new thing since back in the old. UW warmer days, we weren't really ever big enough to do that. Correct. And at the point where we were, no one really thought about it until I jumped in the uh, War Machine guys, and they were doing Food Machine every month, every every year. Or so, what is, what is Food Machine? Because someone doesn't, because we got some people that aren't. A uh, Food Machine is generally a War Machine tournament where you bring cans of food, or you pay money and get tickets in lieu of cans that they'll take the money towards this buying more cans. Uh, where you get special bonuses for using your cans or, or your tickets. And uh, you just you play normal War Machine. Well, relatively normal War Machine with just a bunch of extra bonuses and stuff. Uh, there's a whole rules out there. The general rules involve uh, being able to add stuff from other factions to your army or re-roll stuff or get all sorts of cool bonuses just because you brought food. Yeah, I know that we, we've done one before and... We add in a lot of stuff, um, and like I said, it's either done with cans of food or it's done with, um, you know, buying, you know, putting, just giving money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that some of the things that we've done before is you could bring for one game, depending on how much you donate or what you give, you could bring a gargantuan from another faction in your faction and make it a, you know, <clears throat> a friendly faction model, which I think is a really broken thing to do but it's all for but charity it's not about broken it's, it's about charity you know? correct it's, it's never a serious super competitive tournament though people i've seen people get super competitive on the re-roll it's like oh i re-roll like oh yeah well i force you to re-roll i'm like oh yeah well i'm gonna re-roll because that one wasn't good but every <laughs> single time back, yeah you have to pay 
to make them do that. That's how yeah, we did it. And also, yeah, double. So basically, it would be one ticket to re-roll, then one ticket to make him re-roll, then two tickets to re-roll again. And it, it's gotten crazy, but amusing. Yeah, and it's supposed to. I mean, you're not there to win this tournament. You're not there to, you know, claim the big prize because that's not what this is about. And um, honestly, I feel that uh, after our talk in the pre-ramble, which if you guys aren't getting, I mean, you missed a good one this time. Yeah, uh, that would be where Age of Sigmar and Warhammer 40K are uniquely suited to be "quote unquote" tournament for that. Oh yeah, that would be great because those games are already a little just for fun. You know, have that sort of uh, entertainment vibe rather than you know serious competitive vibe, and would do pretty well with that. And I mean, those communities. I mean, I'm sure you give them the chance; they're bound to be just as. Uh, just as charitable as the other communities. So, yeah. I mean, you, you, you've got to look at it that this is not about winning the game. It's about doing stupid stuff while giving things back. Um, Actually, I just remembered another one that I did that from long, long ago. I don't know if any of you ever remember the old Decipher Star Wars collectible card game. But they had a uh, tournament called the uh, Sean Valdez tournament uh, based on one of their... Uh, fans who unfortunately passed i believe from cancer at a very young age uh not only did they give him a card in the game they started having a tournament yearly for him um i played in a couple and actually hosted uh me and another store got together and hosted one at a local hotel trying to make it a, a big deal uh, for one of them so we've done that too yeah but that was a long time ago feels like a whole nother whole nother lifetime yeah um, cause I know that we've done, I mean, I've done food machine, you know, I, we were on mail, John, when you and I did the, the 20 some night hour, cast. yeah, the all yeah. day cast, which I'm thinking about doing that as a personal one just for the hell of it one day. Uh, well, funny thing, that might be another one coming. Do what? Might be another one coming. We're working on it. We're talking about it. Well, no, I'm talking about me doing my own personal one since I oh, have, yeah, yeah. since I have time off, I'm thinking about doing a 24 hour cast just to kick my butt for a change. Oh, yeah. to What's the video game one? You know about Extra Life? Yeah, Extra Life. Do it for Extra Life. That way people can do that whole request thing. Like, oh, I want you to paint this kind of model. Get a bunch of models. See who will donate models to you. Then you could just paint whatever. You know, I've got all these models. You guys pay X to be the one to vote. Don't tell me what I paint next. Wouldn't that be cool? You just, you just sit there for 24 hours painting models. Yep. Because you know what I did? I already signed yeah. this up for Extra Life. <laughs> I've already signed more than dice oh. up as an extra life partner or whatever they call them. I don't know what they call it. Um, and so sometime before summer's up sometime in July, I haven't figured out what day I'm going to do. It. I'm going to do, and I haven't even told my podcast people because, uh, I wanted it to be a surprise, uh, doing a 24 hour stream for extra life. Um, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> it would be an all-day, 24-hour paint right. with Gonzo with the ability to come in and join the stream and on a Skype session with me um, awesome. and do stuff like that. Uh, it was something I decided I think I should do for myself. And, two, you know how I like to give back. Um, oh, yeah. I'll have to join you for a while on that uh, stream. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to have to figure out the day. It'll be, it won't be this week coming up, maybe the week after, though. Um, so it's just something I wanted to do because um, I think right now in our society we need to 
we need to be looking out for our fellow man a whole lot more than what we're what yeah. we should. Uh, sorry to go off, and I kind of wanted to hold that off until later today or later well, in the stream. Well, sorry, I sort of. But no, that was good. <laughs> you know, Almost this like is part coming, of our topic. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's what I've done. Um, Kathy, what have you, what have you done for uh, charity stuff? Uh, well, since I don't have a lot of extra cash hanging around handy, uh, when people approach me to paint models, and it isn't that often, although Gonzo did just approach me, or <laughs> other people approach more than dice. Anyways, Gonzo's like, hey, do you want to you want to paint this for for this charity and i'm like yeah you know i may not be able to donate money but i can donate some of my time correct you know that's a great point because not everyone has the means to donate money you know not everyone's at that point but you can donate time you know, do what you can you know ask if they need someone if it's a an event see like hey do you need someone else to volunteer so to help run it so someone else could not run it and play yeah a lot of times the judges are like, oh, you know, because you don't really judge too much in that kind of game. Or like the organizers are like, oh, you know, I'd like to, but, you know, I'm, I'm running it. And I'm like, oh, well, why don't you get someone else to run it? And because you're doing all the hard work, you need someone to come in and, you know, take care of the details and all. Yeah. yeah. Um, because there's, there's a lot of things you can do that are not money based. Um, Kathy, have you done any other charities, painted any other models for any other charities? Uh, I haven't. Jim has... Uh... Jim has done Nova Open uh, models. Nova Open is for charity, and and he's so he's done models for their charity raffles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Adepticon has charity raffles. Actually, we did uh, we did paint stuff for the Adepticon charity raffle as well. Uh, every year they have a ton of stuff that people donate, and they do charity raffles at the. Uh, I don't know if it's throughout the weekend, but for sure um, during their closing ceremonies, they do. They actually always have a painted whole army that they're raffling off. Uh, And I also wanted to give a shout out to Chris Jones, who has organized Food Hammer, which is a Warhammer tournament in Vancouver that happens every year. Uh, Which, So, you know, there's people out there doing it. And now I'm thinking to myself, my friend... My comrade, a high school friend of mine, uh, works for, uh, oh, what's it called? Golden Harvest. Mm-hmm. It's a Minnesota uh, food shelf charity. And she oversees donations to that. And I wonder if uh, Minnesota gaming community would want to, uh, to do something for, for that one. Now I have to Google it because I don't know if Golden Harvest is. I know it's Harvest something. I need to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, is there's other ways to do it than having to buy something or give something. Um, going out and buying something or giving money, I should say. Um, I know that a lot of times you can go to an animal shelter and say, hey, I would like to help out, but I don't have X, Y, Z. Uh, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, well, want to clean some dog pens? Well, you Go clean some, some dog, dog pens, walk some dogs. There's, there's all sorts of stuff out there. Yeah. I remember it was a ask. big thing. Uh, what was it? Uh, when Pokemon Go came out that you could go um, to a local animal shelter. And as long as you were walking the dog and playing Pokemon Go, that was considered like something that they really wanted more than anything. It was like, yeah, come and, come and pick up a dog, walk a dog. 
I mean, I'm sure you have to go through some quick background and all this other stuff. But, I mean, that's stuff that you can do. Yeah. It, it, it really is. I mean, our money's tight for everybody. Nobody's going to argue that. But there's always something you can do. You can volunteer. You can, you know, give something away. If you have a model that you're not going to be playing with and you want to, you know, give that model away, you can give that, paint it up and give it away. Um, there are plenty of people that need or you have have a way to give stuff up. Donate it, uh, put it on eBay, and then do the proceeds towards uh, charity, you know? If you put that in there, like, hey, I'm not, I'm taking all the proceeds, everything, every sort of money I make off this is going towards charity, you get more bids that way. Yes. Um, like at like Nova or Adept kind of you have some sort of silent auction going on, if they're doing something like that, donate some stuff to that. We all have stuff we don't need and don't use. We talked about that last week. Yeah. That's another, that's another good thing to do with it. Yeah, because you, you know, definitely, you can, if you have an army or a model, and you can, like I said, you can sell it on eBay and say, hey, all proceeds are going to charity. And make sure you're choosing, that's another thing we kind of have to talk about, is appropriate charities to give to. Yes. Um, Do some research on them. Because some of the ones that are the, the big names are not necessarily, not necessarily ones you want to donate to. Correct. Um, um, and it sounds terrible to say that. It's just that at a certain level, some things become so bureaucratic and they have so much, you know, advertising, if you will, your dollars don't mean as much there. They're still good charities. They're still doing charitable things. Yeah. But smaller charities, ones you don't hear about, are generally the ones that, you know, need can do more with the money. Correct. Uh, and, and research. You can research any charity and find out how much they're giving to this and giving to that. Um, because there are plenty, and I, I really, honestly, I think you should always look at local stuff first. Oh yeah. Because I think the locals need it more than anybody else. Like this, when, when I buy, buy the upgrade to get this size cup, they donate money to Reese across America. So sure. Why the heck not? Hey Jade, thanks for coming. We are just talking about charities and what charities to give to. Um, yeah, we're talking about, the, go ahead. I'm talking about, you know, you should always look at charities, the charities before you give to them and find out which ones that are going to be putting, doing the most with your money. How much of the money that you're giving or time or whatever actually goes towards that thing. Um, and it's usually your smaller ones that can provide more um, and stuff. So, um, Kathy, you were talking about uh, Adepticon and their charity stuff. What are they? What do they give their charity to? I mean, what is that? Do you uh, know? I don't actually know. <laughs> I think it changes from uh, year to year. Actually, sometimes. Yeah. I think at least part of proceeds go to a veteran one, and I'm not sure which one it is. I know there's several. Um. But, but that's something you got you you should always look at just to make sure because there are some and I'd say scams and it sucks that you have to say that they're scams but there are uh, people just wanting to take your money just to take your money and it's a pain in the butt um, to have to deal with that um, but you should always be careful about that I know that um, one of them that we're doing, um, we're doing the one for um, Adam at Broken Egg Games is for PTSD. 
uh, which we know is a pretty big issue and problem um, of anybody that is in any situation. It doesn't have to be military. Um, PTSD for anything. Um, I don't like how this is going. So, um, and also if you donate to a cause that you feel passionate about, it always, you're more willing to put in the work. Um, like, y'all know I'm a big softie for animals, and if I, I will, shit, I will definitely give money towards local animal shelters and anything else, because we all know that we've got so many freaking animals out there. Um, even with all the stuff going on, um, I always willing to help out with that. Um, PTSD, I mean, what was it last year we did juvenile diabetes, John? Is that what the one we did last year? Juvenile diabetes. Yeah. Um, so find, find something that, you know, is worthwhile. That's going to yeah. be something you're going to do. Um, <clears throat> I know that as nerds, geeks, whatever you want to call us, <clears throat> we have to find ways to give um, things that are worth it. And take a look out there and try to find somebody or something that is worth giving your time to. And look at the little stuff, too. Maybe, you know, it sounds silly, but maybe at the grocery store, if you buy a different brand of something, some of that goes towards local food kitchens. I've seen that before. Uh -huh. You know, maybe a local restaurant's doing some sort of thing where if you buy a certain meal, part of the proceeds go to local uh, charities. We did that. Uh, the local Brewsters did that with uh, hot foot, or, uh, banana splits uh, a couple months ago, and I had a banana split every day because why not? <laughs> you no, know, that's something I enjoy. I'll go a little crazy on it, and and you know, you know, it's great to great to have a banana split, which is tasty, and then also go like I'm helping out, you know, Reese across America and uh, local animal shelters. It's great. Um, look at stuff uh, back when um, some tornado hit a small high school in. I forget which state. I want to say it's North Carolina. But, like, just devastated. And they had a couple NFL players from it. So they got with their teams, and they sold hats that where all the proceeds went to help, uh, you know, that high school. So I'd heard about it, and I'm like, well, sure, I'll buy a hat. I like hats. So I went and paid more than I would normally for a hat and bought a hat. Little stuff like that. It's, you know, sometimes you get something for it. Sometimes you don't. But just just take a look out there. They're out there. You need to keep your eyes open for it oh yeah the uh the t-shirt screen printing company i used to work for used to uh well i'm sure they still do uh if there's community charity events mm -hmm. uh like a, a run you know to to make money to support every year there's one for a cancer because and it's like a foundation there was this guy who's family is keeping it going he died of cancer and so every year they have this thing and every year off-world prints shirts and and stuff for it you know they want to give back to the community you know so those people are making all their money on the sales of those shirts because you know the off-world is donating their time and their resources and stuff and look at stuff like that and, and go the next level also. If you know, like, Offworld is doing donations occasionally 
and maybe screen printer B isn't, if you're looking to use one of them, use the one that does the donations because you're helping keep them in business, which is perpetuating it. It's sort of next level, but, I mean, sometimes it's what you can do. Yeah. I like uh, Amazon's. I know they're like the evil empire of, you know, <laughs> mail order everything, but they have that smile thing. Where, I only where order you can, for Amazon smile. Yeah. You can choose to... There's a whole big list of causes that you can choose to donate to with, like, every purchase. And so why would you not? Yeah, I mean, so... It's 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 no you don't pay anything different or anything. I mean, I've generated you know about ten bucks for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital just by ordering on Amazon, anyways. I mean, you should look into it. It's it's the same thing. Just you know, just smiled on Amazon.com instead of the regular. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to order anyways, you might as well do it in a way that helps people. Um, even to a lesser extent, maybe you don't. Maybe that's not your cup of tea. You know, just look at ev- look at everything around. Not even just charities, but even you know businesses you want to support and and you know stuff like that because there's similar stuff there. Yeah, but to get back to how it relates to the hobby, mm-hmm. uh, if you're running a tournament uh, and you need shirts for or shirts for your convention or your tournament, or you're giving away shirts for prizes, uh, ask if there's a, like a screen printing company or something that will donate the shirts you know donate the printing for your cause you know there's there's lots of ways that as a tournament organizer or a convention organizer you can reach out to your community charities find out what charities are in your community Mm -hmm. you know yeah and you can you can just make a tournament for a charity say everyone yeah i know this is a little higher entry fee but we're we're putting all the proceeds towards this charity i mean that's all you got to do if it means something to you it's it's where yeah. it starts with us doing you, stuff. You could have like a toy drive, uh, you know, during the holidays. You could have a toy drive uh, tournament for for that sort of thing. Yeah, entry fee is bring a toy. Boom. Oh yeah, because um, we uh, we have one of our local player works for Casa, uh, which is an advocate for children uh, and stuff that are in the system, and they have a lot of kids that need stuff. And I know one year. I looked at them and they were like doing a toy drive every year. And I was like, well, what do I need to bring? And he's like, please don't bring any more bicycles. We've got enough bicycles. I go, well, what do you want? He goes, I know this sounds stupid. And I know, you know, we, we joke about it, but can you bring us a shit ton of Yu-Gi-Oh cards? And I went, done. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because the kids, I mean, it's a lot of kids and the kids want to play games. And Yu-Gi-Oh cards are something because if a kid is moving around from foster home to foster home, they can just pick up and take Yu-Gi-Oh cards with them. Yep. Uh, and so I was like, yep, I can do that. That's not a problem at all. That's fantastic. Uh, and so I bought a crap ton of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Uh, hey, Jade, uh, you may post your nonprofit there so people know. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, if you want to give us a link to your nonprofit that we can help out. Um, but I mean, it, it, in today's thing right now, we've got a lot of people that need help. Um, and I think it's very important that if we have the time, the energy and all that stuff, we should, um, now I'm not saying we should all just get up and move and do everything all the time. But if you see something that's happening or see something locally that, Hey, 
these people are having issues or whatever, or the local animal shelter is having problems, do something about it. It doesn't take much, guys. Um, even even if it's like five or ten, I feel like I'm on a pledge drive. I'm not. Even if it's like five or ten bucks, you know, if there's a ton of people that just donate five or ten bucks because that's all they have, mm-hmm. that's a world of difference. Yes. Look out for GoFundMe's and keep a keep a wary eye on them. But sometimes it's like, you know, hey, this family just has a really rough time. You know, a buck and a GoFundMe, you know, and then you share it with your friends could end up 20 bucks, 30, 40, whatever. Suddenly these people are having a better time. Yeah. yeah. I had, I've, um... I've, I've had friends who have had to resort to that through circumstances that are beyond their control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And it's really been a lifesaver and it's been a joy to see them get back on their feet again because of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, was it uh, Trollton Heston who was a Panathon John follower and also one of our followers early on? He just had a baby. Uh, when the storms came through and I showed you the flooding, his basement flooded. Uh, he lost a ton of stuff. He's had to do a lot of stuff. I mean, luckily he's doing okay, but I'm like, look, dude, you know, that's the kind of thing. There are families that aren't as well off and don't have a friend base like he does to help out where, you know, if that happens, that could destroy them forever. Correct. So take a look at that. You know, it's, it may only be five bucks to you, but that person, that could make all the difference. Yeah, I mean, there was, um, what was it, one of my co-worker's friend, their house burnt down. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were looking for just clothes. Um, and I'm like, you know what? Give me a minute. I've got t-shirts galore and pants and all this stuff because they were looking for young men and uh, older men clothes. And I was like, and I, I, I was amazed how much clothes I got rid of. I still had plenty of clothes left. I was like, crap, I hoard a lot of fucking clothes. And <laughs> I, I donated... I think it was like three and a half trash bags full of clothes for them. And yeah, there aren't anything great. They're just t-shirts and shorts and jeans and so on and so forth. And I sent it to them and they were like, you know, they were, they were ecstatic. They were just like amazed that I would give them that much. And I was like, well, it's just sitting in my closet. It's something I can give. Um, It's what, what we need to do. I have no need for, you know, all of this stuff. Yeah, look for no local stuff. Sometimes it's like they just need simple stuff. Yeah. Just do what you can. It's out there. Look for it. Uh, you'd be surprised how much of your clothes you don't wear whenever you look at it. And just fill the bag for the Salvation Army down the street. <laughs> I literally just put all of my clothes out of hampers and boxes into drawers and on and into the closet. I know exactly how many of these clothes I don't wear. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, th- there's other ways. I know that at one point, um, I know our animal shelters were just looking for blankets. They were like, we need blankets just for our dogs to and cats to lay on. Because they didn't yeah. have any. And, and here's a weird one. Sometimes you guys get, we get those gift cards for random giveaways at work or, or wherever, some sort of crazy thing. You know, sometimes you don't need it. Like, I don't shop at this place. Maybe just, you know, some of them will take the gift cards. Some of them you can just buy something there real quick that'll help them. You know, it, you don't necessarily think that way. You're like, this gift card is no good to me. Just, you know, pass it forward. Yeah. A lot do, of stuff you can do there. Look out for your fellow human beings. I think that's what we're going to have to do. Yeah, I mean, we got to look out for each other. I mean, they're not... <laughs> they are not looking out for us. We need to look out for each other. Yeah. Um... 
Um, uh, so, I mean, there's different different ways we can do that. Um, and since I, we, I kind of spoiled it, I'm going to do a 24-hour, um, most likely, extra life because I looked into it and stuff, and it's something I can do on Twitch. Uh, 24-hour stream. I'll give more detail whenever I get closer to it because I'm going to um, have it where you can come on the show and sit and paint with me on the show. Um, whatever you donate, I've got to paint that. You know, whatever. Um, make Gonzo sing. You know, just tons of different stuff for <laughs> donating. Which we already have. If you spend, I think if you spend like a thousand or two thousand points on the stream lab, you can force me to sing any song you want um, on there too. Um, <laughs> Crimson. Uh, last night, uh, no, Friday night, um, I was sitting here and my other half was on in the area and she came in and they were like who's that i go that's my wife and they were like well when's miss gonzo gonna be a guest star and she's like yeah she's not gonna do that because <laughs> yeah. what what happened she came in and you only saw like from here down and so like you only saw like this section and it was like our big boob was on the side of my head as she was talking to me and she was like she kind of was like well crap i can't you know i'm like nah, nobody give a damn um <laughs> You can make me sing any way you want. Also, if you're a part of the patrons, you even get even better prizes on that, too. Um, and so I'm going to do a 24-hour stream uh, to, and donate all money that we receive that day. Uh, and you can force me to do stupid stuff or whatever and make me, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to figure out what it is. Um, and if you just want to donate to donate, it's going to be greatly appreciated. Um, because I, I think that's what we need to start doing around here. Um, right now, I, so far, I'm going to go over what I just painted. I did a yellow brush on this. I didn't care for it. Uh, and so I did a white dry brush over it. And now I'm going to take and wash it again. But I want to wash this blue first one more time, um, to give it a better color. Um, but I want to leave the faces white. Um, I did, and I know this is going to be really hard to see on this life swarm. Um, I dry brushed the top of this white and it's starting to pop a little bit more. I'm going to do a little bit more color on it. Uh, to make those things pop out more. So, that, let's get... Uh, that's the wrong color. What's that Ooh. one supposed to be? What, this one? No, not the gumball, but the other one. Yeah, <clears throat> the life swarm. Uh, what it is, is when it moves over units, you can heal them or damage them, depending on what's going on with it. Uh, you bring it out and it flies, and when it moves around the board, if it lands on or goes across certain models, it heals like D3. Uh, wounds. Um, let me get you. I get you an official ruling because I do have the app. Um, because I was looking at it. Um, Heck, I've got the app. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is that you, you've you've got to have it to build this army. It's, it makes it a whole lot easier. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Let's see the life swarm. Um, let's see. They can fly ten inches. Um, after this model set up and after this move, pick one unit within one inch of it. You can either heal D3 wounds that have been allocated to unit. If there are no wounds currently on the unit, you may return an number of slain models to the unit. Um, if it's taken part in the realm of life, which I thought was another cool aspect of Age of Sigmar's playing in different realms. Yeah, that, that uh, is changing very, rules. very cool idea. Um, and you get to roll a D6 and determine the number of wounds instead of D3. Um, so it, it's kind of a healing thing, which is pretty cool. I like it. It's fun. 
Um, other than that, um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take it. I'm going to rewash this model a bit. Uh, I'm going to stay away from the faces here so they kind of stay out white. But then wash the ball. I'm going to wash my balls. So not in the face. Not in the face. Not in the face. <laughs> um, other than that. Uh, I did see, and I wanted to say this because uh, it brought to my attention. Um, I see Maximum DT was talking about, and I glanced over about dust. Um, and I saw that, and I just wanted to see, because um, I've actually played it, and I know two of the major dust uh, con people have said that they will come on our podcast to talk about that one time. Oh, wow. Uh, to be fair, until he mentioned it, I didn't realize Dust was still going. I know people who work at certain things, and I've heard all about the problems that have been had. Um, I know two of the major con-goers and supporters of Dust, and um, I talked to them when I was at Adepticon, and they agreed to come on the podcast. They even took a dice as a bribe to come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. There's no reason we can't talk about it. It's a game yeah. in circulation, or yeah. that wasn't. Yeah. It still is. Tonight. Yeah, it's still in circulation. It's still doing stuff. I, I, I said that because I don't feel like a game being in or out of circulation actually should matter now that I think about it. Yeah. You know, there are games that. As long that... as people are playing it. And I know a bunch of people who are uh, big fans of Dust. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty decent. Yeah. And so I have to take this moment to say, are you doing a green wash on that? No, I'm doing a blue wash on the ball, and then I'm going to do a green wash on the flame. Because it just it just looked like the... Oh, there's a part, you're right? You're doing green up on the top there, and it looked like it was just reflecting the flames onto the ball, which is a cool effect. <laughs> oh, so in other words, you're saying I suck at painting, then. I'm saying that you had a happy accident. <laughs> Now I, I really thought about doing that. Is all about. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that later after after I get all like the the way I like it. I'm probably going to go back and kind of take some of these flames and kind of glaze a little bit of green around the edges sure. and stuff like that, just to give that. That's, glow that's what I thought you were doing, and I thought it was uh, pretty cool, but you're not. So no, you cool. know. Comes <laughs> a sucky ass painter. <laughs> but um. No, you're still you're still learning. Still fact, learning. We're all still learning. Yep. If you have a day when you're not learning something, maybe dead. Yep. Check your pulse. Yes. Yes, I agree. Which, with that said, uh, we were talking <laughs> about other games and how God oh. oh, sucks. I off, check your pulse. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, check your pulse. Make sure everybody's having a heart attack and dying over there. Um, we oh. did. We forgot to announce <laughs> it. John, you and me at the same time. <laughs> um, we yep. didn't announce it. But we did do the poll of uh, State of the Game. Uh, we forgot to announce who was going to be part of that and who won that, who y'all wanted to see next. And the poll, the winner was um, Guild Ball. Hooray! So we Hooray. are going to be doing a State of the Game for Guild Ball. Um, and I have already booked our special guest, and he will be on the 15th, which is what, next Sunday? Next yep. Sunday. Next Sunday. Yep. Next Sunday. after Friday the 13th, which is when roofers are going to be up on my house. Rufus. Just don't go out into any sort of camp in the woods. You'll be okay. It's Friday the 13th. Yeah. 
Port of Manhattan or in space. Those are the only places Jason has been. It's okay. Okay, I'm good. You're good. Um, so next Sunday, guys, uh, is a special episode. We are doing the state of uh, Guild Ball. Guild Ball. Um, I have a very good special guest, a good friend of mine that is a really good, big, big person. Does a lot of stuff with Guild Ball. Um, looks a lot better. So we'll be doing that. Um, but going back to our charity stuff, um, guys, if you don't know, we are doing something for um, Broken Egg Games. And um, we've already linked it a couple of times, I think. So check our Facebook page out. Go check out, see what he's doing. Um, help out when you can. Do what you need to. And if you're lucky, you could get a miniature painted by myself or Miss Kathy. Or another good painter, too. Because I know that uh, LOS uh, is doing as part of it because they're also sponsored by Broken Egg Games. Um, and I did get a call from Adam that... Our test product is on the way towards me for verification. Sweet. And uh, final proof. And we will have that set up pretty soon, too. With that awesome. also, we will also be having a drive for other products. Um, I know that I had set up something, and I set it up to see if it works, and it does work. Um, I set up for t-shirts, bandanas, mugs, you name it, with our logo on it. Which, as you know, everything that y'all If it's us. the site, I think it is. Does it have thongs? It does have thongs. thongs or the thongs, nice thongs. thong, FGW. <laughs> I don't actually think that's true, but that's... Yeah. Actually, the more I think about it, the more horrifying it is, so... I have absolutely <laughs> nothing to say about that. Probably a good call. <laughs> So back on charities. Also, uh, there's more charities coming up. Um, I'm going to John Con in October up to Wisconsin. Hang mm -hmm. with John and all. And that'll be for the local Racine Food Bank. And I'm sure he's going to put some stuff online for that. So keep an eye out for that if you can. Um, he's going to have cool giveaways and stuff. And we may even do a live podcast. So obviously I won't be on that, that Sunday, Gonzo, because I'll be in Wisconsin. What? What, what's the date for that? I want to say it's October, the weekend of October 5th, but I would have to look at a 2018 calendar. I, I will have to look at my own calendar and see what's going on, but, I mean, if you're only a couple hours away from me. Yeah, it's the 5th through the 7th. The 5th is, the, the 6th and 7th are going to be the big things. So I think the 6th is actually the big day. And then uh, the 7th, I think we're just doing stuff. But we'll see, because I'll be stuck at their whim, because... I'll be in Wisconsin. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and I'm looking at trying to get the more cons. I need to get stuff sorted out around here, get the the, the finances figured out because it's a new place, new dynamics. War Machine Weekend. Uh, uh, see, God, do I want to go to War Machine Weekend, but it's just, I don't play War Machine anymore. You don't have I to. Love you, guys. you can play Monster Apocalypse. You can come and paint. We need volunteers. So, I love you guys, but I'm not gonna fly to Wisconsin, fly to St. Louis to volunteer for a, for a, <laughs> that's crazy talk. I might just go to hang out. We'll see. All right, you can do that too. Yeah, but it definitely won't be this year. But um, it's all it's on my list of things. I just start to keep rearranging them. Um, plus, it depends on when it is because that actually matters a lot. I think you're actually in the beginning of a month. I uh, usually it's beginning in November, which is good because I can do beginnings. I can't do ends. 
because end of month is our big time because, you know, that's when salesmen want to get other stuff done. Oh, here's a funny work-related thing, just so you guys can understand. We did more work, you know, order input, uh, the last day of the month than we did the the week prior and combined. So, I mean, that's the sort of workload we get at the end of the month, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right, Congo. I really don't play War Machine. I've played one game this year, and it's July. And I'm not going to say that game wasn't enjoyable. It kind of was, but it, it sort of pointed out some of the problems. That's not to say I won't play War Machine, but you're going to have to schedule a game for me because my stuff is currently in my closet over there, which you can't see in the camera. In the, uh, I don't think you can see in the camera. Nope, not quite. Um, and it's just not out right now because I don't play it. To be fair, right now, all I really play is uh, a little bit of 40K, some Malifaux, and occasionally Infinity. Which, talking about Malifaux, one of our local guys is starting to try to start it up. Cool. cool. I'm like, that's cool. Let me see some demo games. Yeah. It actually demos pretty well, actually. I, I had idly thought about becoming what they call a henchman, which is their uh, their volunteers. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have a set already, uh, the basic starter set. Uh, already, you know, assembled and ready to go. I just got to paint it and all, but yeah. it's a it's a good time. It's it's a, a very well balanced game out of the box, which is not something you say about a lot of games nowadays. Yeah. Plus, they have some really cool ass models too. They do. Oh they also yeah. Have really annoying to put together models, but it's all plastic glue. That's and true. They're they're mostly very annoying, um, but they are amazing once you get it put together. They, in fact, they only have one model that you cannot put together with uh, plastic glue, and that's an alternate model you'd have to order from them. And that's just because they're like, look, we want to get this alternate out. We don't like the original one. So, so it's it's one of the 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 sort of robot construct guys, and the original one. You need a screwdriver to put them together. <laughs> I know you're like the fuck you, you you technically don't have to have it but he's kind of posable so if you put the screw in you can actually move his arms and stuff um, you could just glue him and he wouldn't need it but I was like why is there a screw here what the fuck is going on here but they replaced him with a much cooler version so. no is that a larger model I mean uh, big 40 mil base hmm. what you talking about Larger models. Did y'all see that Cthulhu Kickstarter game and the size of that Cthulhu model? I did not. I uh, oh was actually God. more uh, intrigued in by uh, Kill Teams. Which, if anyone has the idea they want to play 40K, this can be a little different, but small scale, a lot of people who don't really play 40K are starting to look like, hey, I could just buy some models and play. Maybe it's what you want. Yep. I'll let you know when it comes out. I'll be... Uh, uh, taking a look at that and doing a review and maybe even running a campaign locally when the locals as soon as it was announced it's like when you run the campaign i'm like well they're kind of running a slow grow for age of sigma right now i need to let that get through yeah. he's like okay i guess that's fair <laughs> uh cool xander you're getting back into infinity that's awesome i do enjoy infinity it is uh on my list of reasonably well balanced games um uh, a little more complex it's 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 hard to learn while you're doing other things. But, uh, honestly, a lot more games are like that. We, with our long discussion in, uh, about uh, War Machine, we figure that's one of the problems right now with the way how often things change for certain models. If you actually want to keep up, it's a lot more intensive than it used to be. 
Yep. That's turned out to be pretty spiffy. <laughs> oh, Congo. Ariadna's not number one. Akasam's number one. They're good guys. Toha. They're asparagus. They're good asparagus, though. They oh, kick really? a lot of botox. They are, they are technically good asparagus, but Akasam are actually pretty much good guys. I mean, Ariadna, Ariadna's pretty good guys, too. We, we had that discussion, too, how there's no good guys in 40k, because... There are no good guys in 40k, if anyone's wondering. They're all pretty <laughs> terrible. Yeah. They're all pretty evil. The closest good guys you get are the Space Wolves. They're not totally good, but they will stand up and be like, No, the, I don't care what you say, Inquisition. These are Imperial, Imperium citizens, and we're not just going to slaughter them. Fuck you, go pound sand. Because I do I do enjoy their, their fluff a little bit. I don't play them because they're usually OP as fuck. OP. <laughs> um, what time is it? Uh, almost time for the media section. Ooh, and I have some pretty good rants. I mean, uh, reviews to give. I uh, have movies that are uh, a, a good scale of, of uh, unbelievable. They, 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 some of them are very, uh, none of them are realistic at all, and some of them are very, very out there. Let's go and get on that real quick. Oh, y'all are going to see the Plus, new... Go ahead, John. Plus, I also started listening to a new podcast and listened to uh, a ton of episodes in the first week. Oh, Ooh. cool. Cool. Give them a little plug. It's not that. It's, it's movie related. What? Oh, my God. Really? Big shock. Yeah. Shock. John's listening to movie related podcasts. Or can to be honest, having a phone that's actually from this, I don't know, that, that that's state of the art almost is great because it means I can download podcasts on it when I'm at work and just do it. Just listen. All right, guys, um, I need to put the last bit of this wash into the base, um, and then I'll get started on my reviews, because uh, I really want this wash to go in on this base ASAP. Um, boom. boom, shaka laka laka. Kathy, how many hey. you got to talk about this week? Uh, I was just going to mention one one thing. I I haven't been watching a ton of stuff this week. It's been It's been kind of crazy, so... With your roof? I haven't really, I haven't really been home. Now it was, well, there was streaming, and then there was the Fourth of July, and then there was my D and D was postponed from Monday to Thursday, which threw off my entire brain because I was streaming, which I also do on Monday, and then I was playing D and D, which I also normally do on Monday. Uh, but I just, I haven't been around in the evenings to to watch anything. So, except for there was one day that, that Jim and I watched this crazy German show. Uh, you know, I like uh, detective shows, mm-hmm. uh, mysteries. And so I was watching this German show called Tatort. And uh, I guess it's, and you can tell by the opening credits that it clearly has been around since the 70s. And then I looked it up and it, it started in 1970, this this long ass, you know, police procedural kind of show. I mean, it's certainly updated. When when I was watching it, the characters are using cell phones, so it's it's at least early two thousands. Uh, but the credits, the opening music, is exactly the same as it was in the seventies. So it's this really cheesy kind of like streets of San Francisco sort of funky music it's, it's hilarious but the show itself is really 
really good. I enjoy it. It takes place in Cologne, Germany. And the last episode that that we watched this week was where the Leipzig police and the Cologne police are combining forces to uh, catch these uh, insurance fraud art dealer guys. Uh, so you get to see this dynamic of uh, the Leipzig police and, you know, and that one of them is this old guy. So he was around before the reunion, the reunification of Germany. So he's he's kind of reminiscing about, you know, what it was like in East Germany, you know, Eastern Germany and... You know, the Cologne guys are like, yeah, this is all this modern stuff, and look, we have this fast food stuff, and the guy's like, what is this garbage? It, it just was an interesting dichotomy of cultural changes uh, in a country that I've never been to. Uh, it was just it's an interesting uh, observation uh, of cultures clashing. So that's Tatort. That was my... The one episode that I watched this week of it, it's a, it's a fun uh, German detective show. Is it, I guess it's subtitled? Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> no sprechen Sie Deutsch. Not hardly at all. <laughs> and then on top of that, how many space therapies would you give it? Uh, I don't, I don't give it any. I, I, <laughs> I like it. All these foreign ones, I just enjoy the uh, seeing what's so different about the culture and the kind of uh, the kind of politics and the kind of uh, societal problems that they're facing that they address in these shows. And in the U.S., you don't often get get that these days. Hey guys, how are we? Uh, <clears throat> John's saying he's getting some weird sounding. How are we sounding on y'all's end? Because um, it seems like uh, we may have some sound issues. If we are, let me know, because I'm not showing any issues on this end. I think it's my connection, honestly. I think okay. my, my Skype connection is shit. Okay. We're just making sure, John. Okay, they're saying they're fine. We're fine. So we're just making sure John's uh, is uh, having some issues, so not, not a big deal. I blame we'll make sure. uh, <laughs> I think it's poltergeists. It is poltergeist. It's gremlins. Or garden gnomes, one of the two. So I cut out or don't respond, that's why. <laughs> it's just really being weird. Yeah. Uh, John's getting Sounds, the new sets uh, up and stuff. Um, okay. I have a, like a low wind based noise. Uh, that could possibly be me because I have my ceiling fan on, guys. Sorry about that. I have a fan on in the background. You guys can see it sort of in the corner there. I also have a fan on because it's summer and it's hot as shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, you want me to go for one while I can still hear? Go yeah, down. go for it. Uh, I'm going to go for the most realistic of the movies I watched. And that would be National Treasure. <laughs> Love that movie. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that, Kanto? That's an uh-oh. Uh-oh movie? No, it's 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 you want to watch a sort of quasi jingoistic, uh, uh, you know, ar sort of archaeological archaeological Indiana Jones sort of adventure that's much more family friendly. That's what you watch. 
because it is. It's, I mean, there's very little gunplay in it. Only one guy dies, and that's just because he fell to his death. Um, it's The cast is Sean Bean, but he lives. What? Oh, that's, that's not oh, a real Sean Bean movie. No, this is not realistic at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, of course, Nick Cage is the headliner. Um, and he, honestly, this is going to sound horrible. He's kind of the weakest link. His uh, sidekick, I don't know who plays him, some guy. Bye, Congo. Thanks fine. for joining. Slightly annoying, but he's fine. Uh, the female lead is great. Sean Bean is, of course, great because he's Sean Bean. Harvey Keitel plays an FBI agent, uh, and it's Harvey Keitel. He's not in it much, but he, he does pretty well with what he's got. But overall, it's just safe fun. The whole idea is that there's a treasure that, you know, the treasure that, you know, culture after culture has been beating each other up, taking... And eventually the Knights Templar, Knights find it, they become the Knights Templar, take it to to uh, America, and uh, become, of course, uh, the Ma- Freemasons also, and leave clues so you can find it again, because they thought it was too much for any one man to get. But, uh, and they're chasing that. And it's, it's a fun little adventure romp, romp. Uh, a little slow in the beginning at points, but once it gets going, it's pretty good. But again, it's safe. You can watch it with your kids. You can watch it with anyone. There is nothing offensive in this movie. Uh, it's a Disney production. It is super duper safe. Um, I, I give it two space herpes because it is a little too safe. It is a little out there at times. And uh, it's not action. It's more, you know, just adventure and kind of fun time. But honestly, you, if you really want something with more to it, you should be watching an Indiana Jones movie. There's three of them to choose from. But the thing is, is it it has the greatest thespian of all time in it, which is Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Oh, I was thinking you were talking about. uh, (laughs) um, I would have said Harvey Keitel, but okay. I mean, he's got the greatest facial expressions. You know, I I enjoyed that movie. I I did too. Like it for what it was. Oh, I do too. Yeah, it's. And some people don't like Nicolas Cage. If you don't like Nicolas Cage, this is a movie you could still probably watch. Um, honestly, when uh, it when he said, you know, the greatest thespian ever, I thought he was going to talk about John Voight, who plays uh, his father, or Christopher Plummer, who plays his grandfather. <laughs> Either of those are much better answers than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. No. Uh, there's a sequel. I'm pretty sure I've seen the sequel, but I don't remember it at all, and that makes me feel bad. Yep, there is sequels. I don't I own I the sequel on D, and I don't think it's on Netflix, so I will not be watching it because I do not think this movie is worth spending money on necessarily. But it's on Netflix right now. Uh, so Gonzo, uh, hit this with your first one. Um. Okay. So my first one, because I really only have two. Um. And uh, they're going to be pretty crappy. Just fair warning. Uh, I watched the episode. I watched the movie Singularity, which is on Netflix. Crap. Uh, did you already say crap? No, no, I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and it had John Cusack in it. Mm-hmm. And what it is is he's kind of like a um, Bill Gates slash you know big tech guy that you know his technology has kind of ruled the world. There's a long lead up to the actual movie of what happens in the world. Uh, robots with AI. Um, 
they thought they were building machines that would stop the wars, but it didn't. The machines created more wars, blah, blah, blah. And so it starts off, well, he's going to build a new AI that's going to solve all of our problems and not going to have us any war anymore. I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. Uh, so as soon as so he does this huge press conference and everything, and so on and so forth, and he's got it, and he's like, all right, and I'm going to turn on the machine. He turns on the machine, and the machine kills like 80% of the population on Earth. Because, of course, the real problem with society is humans. Humans are the reason why the Earth is the way it is. And the only way to get rid of that problem is to kill all the humans. Thank you, Ultron. Yeah. I don't know why this sounds so familiar to me as premise. Because I don't think I've seen that it's movie. AI, AI plot number one. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> which kind of sucks because John Cusack really hasn't done much of anything great since, like, Gross Point Blank. Uh, oh, I love Gross Point Blank. It's an amazing you gotta, movie. you got to give him an assist for Con Air. I think that came out after Gross Point yeah. Blank. Yeah. Um, speed? Con Air. No. Who is it? Oh, is that Keanu Reeves? Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, oh. and then the second one was Jason Patrick. But All right, you meet <laughs> um, you meet the the supposed hero of the world and she's supposed to, you know, lead them to the promised land. I don't remember what they called the promised land, but lead them to the promised land and get some stuff done and rescue and be with the rest of the humans in their safe place away from the machines, a.k.a. we're talking about Matrix here um, plot line now. And. She meets up with a guy that gets attacked by the robots, and she's luckily she has her own home-built EMP bomb and stops a robot from killing him. Um, and then all of a sudden, you you know, of course, you know that the person she summoned was a new robot AI, um, aka Terminator. <clears throat> I was gonna say, and then the rise of the machines begins. Yeah, and, and so the machines have killed like eighty to ninety-nine percent of the population. And so, of course, there's going to be this love triangle involved between the robot and the human and all this other stuff. Oh, of and, course. And it's, it's just... Flying robots. No robots. It's, it, no. It, 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 it's so fucking bad. Um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> then on top of that... Hi, Scott. They, uh... <laughs> Girl, Jesus, versus, that's pretty damn funny. Uh, and, and it's just really, really, really bad. The acting's horrible. You don't feel... F- you actually want the robots to win. You're like, fucking kill them both. Just get it over with. <laughs> um, and so they, they, there, there's a bunch of things where the girl finds out that, you know, he's a robot and blah, 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 blah. And the two guys are like, you know, blah, blah, blah. We just need to kill all the humans. They're like, no, we need to let them lead us to, you know, Zion. I mean, um... The, sounds like some YA shit. Yeah, and so it was bad. And so they're sitting there, and they get to the place that they think where this uh, sanctuary is, and it's actually a, a robot manufacturing plant. But they find this spaceship, and oh my god, this necklace he found on the ground, and the necklace she wears starts up this spaceship. And when you put the necklace on it, it starts it up and sends the signal so the spaceship can fly to the promised land of the humans. Now, I remind you, this was, I think, uh, 2030 or 40. Um, oh, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And for some reason, the they, they take the spaceship and they fly away. And um, they fly away and they get to 
the the home planet of where the humans are living now of course it's a super advanced technology place and you know remind you that it's only like 30 years or 40 years in the future oh actually it's 130 years in the future but in those 130 years of being attacked by robots we were able to build spaceships that can travel at light speed and build our own go to a planet and build our own society there um and right. so it was like just 130 years shit yeah it was i mean it was bad uh and they don't even they don't even end the story because the whole plot line was whether the humans are going to the uh whether they're going to get there and you know destroy the destroy the robots or the humans live or which back and forth and we don't even get there because it ends with them landing on the new planet and john cusack's ai robot is like now we know where they're at we're coming for them and all the spaceships fly off into outer space i'm like really holy shit yeah that doesn't sound good at all how many uh space herpes you give it oh, fuck A i would thousand? go <sighs> fuck sounds like a good number of space herpes. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 it's on its own spectrum because, I mean, five is, you know, kind of the worst that we've ever given. Uh, and that's like, what, Turkish Star Wars in its own uh, right? Turkish no, Star Wars. no it's, it's Atlantic Rim. Atlantic Rim, that's right. Um, it, it's right there. It, it, it it's just sounds better than Atlantic Rim. Yeah, it, it's it's horrible beyond belief. I, I, I'm sitting there watching this. And luckily, I was doing something productive, like cutting bits out of my sprues to put in a box. Or I would have fucking killed the, the TV. I was like, this is, oh my God, this is horrible. Well, thanks for taking one for the team. I've taken two for the team today. Don't worry, uh -oh. worry about it. Yeah. I'm taking uh, two Kathy, for the team. you got anything else? No, I don't. All right, well, my second one and the second most uh, realistic movie I watched, uh, actually, Banyan watched it with me. I'm sorry, uh, I got the TV hooked up. He came up, hooked up Netflix and everything, and then I'm poking around... Uh, Amazon Prime, and I'm like, oh, they got Battle Beyond the Stars for free, so let me see how the uh, transfer is. So <laughs> I wa started watching that, and we ended up watching the whole thing. Uh, if you don't know, Battle Beyond the Stars is basically Seven Samurai, Assassin's Creed Seven, in space. Uh, it doesn't follow all the same beats, but it follows up the same beats that Robert Vaughn basically plays the same character in Battle Beyond the Stars as he did in Magnificent Seven, and uh, some of the same lines. Wow. Probably a third of the budget. And George Rappard is the other third of the budget. And uh, so it, it's fairly fun. You basically, you know, uh, John Saxon runs the bad guys, the bandits. Um, and they come with their big ship that has a stellar converter, which basically can turn a planet into a star, which is a good super weapon. And tells the planet of Akir, which has one green spot and the rest of it's fuck awful. <laughs> that, you know, he's going to come back and everything they have is his. So he leaves and they send out Shad, who is uh, played by John Boy from, uh, was that, The Waltons? The Waltons. Yeah, played by John Boy from The Waltons. And he's going to take the one ship that uh, Nell, who's, uh, who trusts him, and find people. And he goes through finding. He gets six other ships to help him. And uh, you get a... Roger Corman produced low budget uh, action sci fi feature. Um, it is a lot better than you think based on the description because the person working on a lot of the effects and models and all is one young James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Warner did the score for it, so the score is also suitably epic. And the acting is at times decent, at times B-movie, but it's enjoyable and eminently watchable. Um, I'm going to give it roughly the same rating as uh, uh, National Treasure, because while I think National Treasure is probably a worse movie, this has some facepalm moments. And it is lower budget, and you have to be in a better mood. So it would be a uh, solid two space herpes. Solid two. Yeah. I don't think any of mine... Uh, I take that back. Some of mine will get above two today. <laughs> Not many, though. All right. Well, well, what's your next one? Um, I watched a movie called Tau. Spelled exactly the way the 40K guys are, are spelled. Probably without the apostrophe. And, and also the Greek letter Tau. Yeah. And um, it is another movie on Netflix, made by Netflix. I'm like, okay, let's let's watch it. I got time, you know. I wish I didn't have the time. <laughs> um, and the plot is, it's in the future. Um, there is another, you know, brilliant mind that's creating the next artificial intelligence. And is, you know, another Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, whatever you want to go for type thing lives secluded in his own house, has his own personal AI butler that does a lot of stuff, um, and pretty much uh, what it is is the guy captures people and implants devices in the back of their head so he can read their trauma centers and stuff like that to, to help build a new AI. Okay, I can get that. You know, record the, you know, things that are going on and use it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, of course, you've got that one badass person that can, you know, buck the system and fight everything and will kill and do everything. And she breaks out of her prison and eventually he lets her stay in the house while he goes to work as long as she completes these tasks and works with the AI butler. Of course, she befriends, befriends the AI butler and convinces him that what he's doing is wrong and that he's got a soul and that he's alive and breaks all the stereotype stuff of everything and it, I mean it's just blown way out of proportion everything is blown out oh, he's in love with her he doesn't know what love is um, you know and she tries to teach him all this stuff and it's just a bad AI movie I mean, you're actually rooting for the robot to kill everybody, too. You're like, just kill this woman. Kill him, too, because he's a dick for, you know, doing this stuff. But, I mean, you feel no sympathy for this woman at all. You don't care about her. You don't care if she lives or dies. They don't make you want to like her at all. You don't feel any sympathy for her plight of being held captive and being killed, you know, possibly being dead at the end of it. You're just like, I don't care. Luckily, I was doing the same thing again, clipping bits off of Spruce, so I had something productive to do while I was watching this movie. Why were you torturing yourself? Yeah. Um, and it was it was bad. It, this, I mean, I, I took another one for the team. This one is... I would go four space herpes instead of five just because there's a couple of... The AI had some pretty couple of funny lines. But overall, nah, no. Forget it. It's horrible. It's really, really bad. Save your time. Don't watch it on Netflix. Say Gonzo said I, no. And then I see it. Yourself. I'm like, uh, I wonder what this is about. But then uh, with your seal of disapproval, I will skip it. <laughs> yes. It was horrible. 
I have a couple other things, though. I, I have another movie still. Oh, sweet. What'd the you got? least realistic movie I watched before I get to the podcast we're talking about. Uh, was a little movie starring uh, Vin Diesel, The Rock, and Paul Walker called Fast Five. <gasps> and yes, that is the least realistic movie, and the last one I covered was science fiction, so keep that in <laughs> mind. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know what Fast Five is about, it is obviously the continuation of the Fast and Furious uh, series, uh, picking up exactly where the fourth one left off. Um, exactly? Pretty much exactly, yeah. Because it starts off with the uh, bus, to, with the bus uh, prison break, where so it starts off, and they basically spring Dom from the prison bus by having his sister make it start swerving because she's driving crazy near it. So I give them, you know, a little tip of the hat for trying to pretend they care about physics, and then Paul Walker hits the brakes in his big muscle car, and the bus clips it and starts tumbling, and they get Dom out. And there are no fatalities from that, which may be the most unrealistic thing in the goddamn movie. <laughs> um, but at this point, they were still pretending them and physics, you know, were getting along still. They hadn't quite totally broken up and, and deleted each other's Facebook accounts and shit like that. Um, so they go to Brazil, and they're supposed to just meet Dom. Dom's taking his time. They, they get meet up with Vince from the first movie, the guy who hated Paul Walker. And they decide to take a job. And during the job, for some reason, Dom shows up with Vince and decides to be an asshole because something shady's going on and changes the whole plan. Where if he hadn't, they'd have just gotten paid, would have avoided the whole thing. So it's one of those few movies where the protagonist causes all the bullshit they have to deal with. <laughs> because something shady's going on, so he has his sister drive the one car they really want out because he doesn't trust them. To be fair, though, when you're a criminal in that kind of line of work, when people are getting squirrely, Sometimes you got to call an audible. So, uh, turns out they've got all the drug uh, kingpins uh, records in the car, and so they're going to use that, and they're going to rob him. So it becomes a heist movie, and The Rock is in it because The Rock is playing the the uh, federal agent who's basically hunting them down because some of the drug kingpins guys killed the DA agents that were on the and they blamed it on Dom because Dom was there so of course you blame it on Dom uh, so they get the crew together which is actually pretty cool because they get people who are all throughout the other movies uh, you get Han show up you get um, Gisele who's played by uh, Wonder Woman yeah. you get obviously Paul Walker's there you get uh, both of Paul Walker's buddies from Fast and Furious 2 uh, Tyrese and um, Ludacris and they all go do their thing and set up this whole uh, whole plot where they're going to... They burn one safe house worth of money to convince them to put all the rest of it together. And they put it in a police station. And they're going to go raid the police station and take all the money. Uh, it, it's kind of funny that uh, how far this has come from a street racing movie where they don't even show street racing. Like, there's one street racing scene that protagonists have just stolen police cars because they need to sneak into a police garage and that's a really good idea actually and they're racing there's an earlier scene where where, where Dom and uh, Paul Walker's character show up at a street racing scene and they want to get cars like let's get the cars you know we'll race you for your car because Dom's a legend of course you race him yes show that scene they just cut to them coming back with another car 
which I find is fairly amusing because it shows they know what they want to do, and that's be a heist movie. And honestly, it's a good heist movie. <laughs> it's just not a realistic heist movie. Uh, so it continues on. Uh, you know, they, they encounter The Rock a couple times. They manage... To, there's a lot of macho posturing that's very outrageous and very amusing. Uh, and then eventually, uh, The Rock's character finds them, and in the best bit of acting in the movie, The Rock and Vin Diesel have a knockdown, dragout fight that actually looks even. I say it's the best acting because there's no way that fight should look like it's even because The Rock is in his just muscularness. Holy crap. It looks like it would break Vin Diesel over his knee like it's nothing. But hey, they sell it. Uh, it's a great fight. Um, they end up capturing uh, the core of the crew. And uh, as they're taking him back, uh, the drug king still wants these people dead. He's found out. So he hits their convoy and kills all of The Rock's people. And The Rock's about to die, but the uh, Brazilian translator officer that he has working with him feels a little sympathy for Dom. He kind of he kind of understands him. So she cuts him loose, and they come out, guns blazing, of course, and save The Rock. And then he ends up helping them on their heist, because that's the kind of man he is. And then it gets to the, the, the capstone scene of this, which is Dom and Paul Walker's character in... Uh, police chargers dragging a giant vault safe through the streets of Brazil. I cannot I, I can't describe it. It is the most unrealistic thing I've ever seen, but it is truly awesome at the same time. Uh, I won't spoil the total end of it, but it was it was super fun. It's an amusing movie. Um, adding the rock to that, that series was the best idea they ever had. The second best idea they had was make it into heist series rather than that. Uh, the next one continues on. I might watch it this week. We'll see what kind of time I get. Um, but, man, enjoy the crap out of where this series had gone. And uh, I can give it the... Uh, I'm going to give it zero space herpes. What? But, hey, with an asterisk, wow. got to be in the mood for a movie like this. Like... They wear it on their sleeve. They don't fucking care. Like, you're like, oh, that would never happen. They don't care. You can tell by the early scenes when they flip the bus and then when they drive the stingray off the cliff to save Paul Walker and they both jump off and land in the water. Like, you realize they don't fucking care. Physics, sit over there. We like you. You're cool. We're going to do some lip service to you. <laughs> but you're not in this movie. <laughs> Physics has a cameo in this movie, not a full, not a full role. And but they know what they are, and they do it well. It's it's super enjoyable. It's the best movie of that franchise. Uh, so there you go. I'm giving the zero space herpes. Man, that's a herp. Nice. <laughs> Gonzo, what you got? Um, my I have two, and one's a video game uh, that I completed, and then one is a TV show. Okay. Um, I recently finished season five of Vikings. Uh, I hadn't been able to watch it because I got rid of all the cable and stuff, and so I got it on Amazon Prime. Um, I still love Vikings. Even though it's not going, it's taken off the history rails, and the main character, of course, is dead because he died and you know, the way he died and all that other stuff, and they reached that. I just love that I love that TV show. I love the fighting. I love all the, the actors. 
Um, it is a super, super solid Viking show. Um, better than all the ripoffs they've made since uh, Vikings had come out. Um, cinematography is great. Combat's great. Sets are great. Everything's good about it. I'm not going to ruin any plot holes or you know ruin any anything like that. But it was a re- it's a really good, solid TV show. Uh, if you like Viking stuff, it's the only Viking TV show you should watch. Um, highly recommend it. Don't watch anything else, but it, if you want to watch Viking things. Um, but it was really, really good. Uh, zero space RPs for me. Uh, I don't want to, like I said, I can't talk about what went on because I don't want to ruin anybody's fun if they're still watching this season. Yeah, spoilers, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, definitely, definitely good. Uh, highly recommend it. If you have Amazon Prime, you get to watch season one through five for free. Uh, so jump on the bandwagon if you haven't watched it. Go together. I forgot how much I missed that show. Um, just all the cool stuff and the characters and blah, blah, blah. Highly recommend it. Zero space herpes for me. And all I have now is a game that I played. I have uh, I have a podcast I started listening to. Sure, go for it. So uh, I've been listening. I listen to one podcast. It's not nice that I want. It's a it's a movie podcast. Um, and uh, they actually recommended another one. Uh, uh, the one I watch is called Junk Food Cinema. They re- mm-hmm. they generally review older sort of movies that aren't in high regard by everyone, but they'll occasionally for a theme regard you know, do some good stuff uh and they recommended a, a podcast called 80s all over and Ooh. what 80s all over is doing is they're going through and reviewing every movie from the 1980s damn month wow by month so whatever month they came out you know like this is this this podcast is january 1980 every movie that came in january 1980 they review Send they're not all like long reviews there sometimes they're like our review uh i will you can just find it on iTunes. You just look at '80s all over. But I will, I will send you something. Um, so I started off listening to them. Uh, I actually listened to an episode a while ago because they had uh, one of the co-hosts of uh, Junk Food Cinema on there. But I figured I'd have some time, and I concentrate better with words in the background. It sounds stupid, but sometimes I just I concentrate better on other stuff when there's words going on rather than just music. So. Uh, I've been listening to that. Uh, I actually listened to the 13 episodes of season one, which are one for a month, and then the end of the year where they tell you what movies were the highest grossing and which movies uh, won Oscars and what their favorite movies of the year were. And it's actually a great year uh, for movies that year because you get staples like The Empire Strikes Back and Airplane and Blues Brothers. It's There's a ton of stuff. Uh, and they're fun to listen to because... I mean, they're not afraid to say that a movie sucks. They'll 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 honestly talk about uh, the movies, you know, how they like them. You know, no one's paying them to do this. So uh, I enjoy the crap out of it. Like I said, I'm one season in, uh, and they're doing it every two weeks, I think. So I'm they're only in the middle of 1983. So I'm gonna catch up with them quick because I'll probably get 1981 done the first two days of next week. But uh, yeah, very enjoyable. I definitely suggest uh, checking them out. Uh, 80s all over. That sounds fun, yeah. I wrote it down, so you don't need to send me a link. I, <laughs> okay. I've reminded myself. I can do well, the Googles. Well, I've got a phone, that, an, an Apple phone now, so I just hit the podcast buttons and go, let me download uh, all the ones for these. So let's go. Well, I don't I don't iTunes, but I have a, uh, 
have a great podcast app called Podcast Addict. And if you type in the name of the podcast, it will search it and you can add it to your favorites. And so I have a list of favorite podcasts that I can listen to through Podcast Addict. Yeah, of which more not... than dice is one of them. What? No way you would listen to us. Yeah, this is pretty cool <laughs> because uh, this these actually tend to be only about uh, only about an hour long. Uh, hour hour and a half if they have a big month, and uh, so it's good. Give it a shot if you like. If you like to be able random up movies that are you know at this point thirty eight years old. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. It can't be that <laughs> old. They are. It's math. <laughs> math. I do is it. Uh, so Gonzo, your video game. Um, I tried it, and I actually tried streaming it, which I found out I couldn't stream it because it was a little too graphic intense. My computer's a little old, so I'm gonna start looking into getting a new computer. Um, yeah. but uh, of course, Steam Steam Summer Assembly was this weekend or this last week, uh, and I picked up Ghost of a Tale. Ghost of a Tale is a video game where you play a mouse that's a bard with no weapons, trying to find his wife. His wife has been actually taken in and taken um, and captured and stuff like this. So you have to break out of jail. Someone helps you break out. And you have to, like, sneak around and go around different places and complete all these small side quests to do stuff and blah, blah, blah. Super, super cool. Uh, game's gorgeous. Um, so on and so forth. It you, you The only thing you have, you have a stick so you can hit things. And then you have bottles that you can hit on rats' heads if they don't have helmets on so you can knock them unconscious for a little bit. <laughs> so not very violent game at all. A lot of sneaking, a lot of running around. And when I mean a lot of running around, I mean a shit ton of running around. Um, you're running around everywhere. Um, uh, there's no fast travel in the game. Uh, although it's not a large area that you're running around in, there's just a lot of going back and forth on a ton of different things. Um, I take that back. You do have exploding acorns or pine cones that you can throw at uh, certain things. Um, but it really, it's, it's irrelevant. Um, but you complete all these quests and it's got a pretty decent story. You kind of feel for the characters. Um, some of them are kind of just blah characters that are just there to be there. Excuse me. Um, but then you have a lot of running and hiding. Um, you have to sneak, run. if you run and the guards see you, eventually if they catch you, you know, they can run and beat you up and kill you. Um, so on and so forth. Uh, you have a lot of costume changes, and all the costumes do certain things to your stats. Uh, but you find yourself wearing one costume 90% of the game because it doesn't let the rats attack you because it covers your face, and it's in a suit of armor. But it's so damn slow. So as soon as you either can run super-duper fast or you don't care and can and know how to get away from the rats you wear that armor everywhere you go um visually really cool story really cool uh you do all this fighting you get all this stuff everything and you complete this big mission and then you're like all right i'm getting on my boat to go get my wife and the game ends yeah fuck y'all that's <laughs> That's kind of bullshit. Uh, you play the entire game trying to find your wife and reconnect with her and find out that she's alive and all this other stuff. And you fin you spend the entire movie, the entire game doing it. 
And as soon as you get to a part where you're supposed to get on the boat to go find her, to rescue her from the ship, the game ends and you're supposed to go to this new island, Percival, and continue the story there. Oh, so they're just basically setting up a sequel? That's kind of... Yeah. Yeah, that's lame. That's I was bad. so disappointed. That shit. Yeah. They should say this is part one or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. so disappointed in that. I was like, really? Really? I got all hyped for playing it because, I mean, I'm a huge fan. If you don't know, there's a, a, a trade paperback or an online or whatever called Mouse Guard. Uh, it's an RPG, too. And it's an amazing trade paperback, amazing comic, uh, amazing RPG, too. If you have young kids, definitely go get this game. Um, also, if Jade, if you're in there, look up Mouse Guard uh, for a game for you to play with your kids because we talked about role-playing earlier. Uh, and go get it. If you need help getting a hold of it, get with me. I think I have a digital copy if you need it. It's an incredible RPG. Um, and very little violence, and everybody plays a GM once in a while. Um, which I was I was just so super disappointed. I was like, really? I just spent you know, 20, 30 some odd hours on this game, enjoy it up till the very end, and y'all just stick me in the butt. I'm like, yeah. nope. Kind of cool. Luckily, it wasn't too expensive. It was only like, you know, 15 bucks. So I got my 15 bucks worth out of it, but I was just like disappointed by the story at the end of it. So yeah, I can't. You need, to, you need to manage expectations, stuff like that. There should be some sort of hints going on that you're not going to finish it in one game. Correct. Um, so I was just really disappointed in that. I just didn't care for it too much. Um, I'm not going to give any space up because it is a video game, and um, hopefully they'll do something else with it. So just disappointed. But, talking about video games, I will be doing some streaming of, and I'm going to torture myself doing this, because I was having so much fun with it, um, playing Darkest Dungeon. Okay, yeah. yeah, I've heard a lot of stuff about that recently. Yeah, so and it was on sale really cheap on Steam, so I'm like, yeah, and it's not not graphically intense or anything, so it should stream pretty well. Um, it's a game where it's kind of like a Dark Souls type death stuff, so definitely going to be doing that. It sounds like okay. a lot of fun. Cool. So, I think we ran slightly over. Yeah, we did. We did. But it's we okay. We did run slightly over. That's um, okay. Benion, uh, tell me what you think about that game. By the way, I'd love to hear a review of that game. Um, and tell me what you think. So, other than that, well, guys, we are actually past. We're eight minutes past. Wow. Um, someone's <laughs> last one. Everybody died. No, no. Maximum oh, DT Maximum got... DT lived. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, just to let you know, we're going to be doing a lot of changing coming up. Nothing major. Um, I will not be streaming on Friday anymore. Uh, all the other times are good. Next week, we should have a Force and Destiny game going on. Uh, we've had a lot of breaks because of certain things that happen in people's lives that we just have to take a break for. Um, yep. I'll be sore bear. I just didn't get a chance to upload it this week. I probably should have, but I was being lazy and haven't found the adapter yet it'll make it a lot easier uh, so we'll get that next week and then also i have a uh, one of my normal podcasts coming out soon i have to record that but should be this week coming up also yeah and you know, i just got guys if y'all want to get some more of this information make sure that you uh follow and like us we're trying to reach a little bit higher in our followers uh yeah, if you so like what you see twitch if you want notifications every time we are streaming live for content which we do. We stream quite a bit. Um, a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, watch out for a bunch of things coming up. Like I said, we have next week will be State of 
uh, the game for Guild Ball. Um, Kathy is doing Mondays and Thursdays. I'm doing a Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, John will have his minis and movies and Adventures of Sewer Bear coming up uh, all next week. Damn, we put out a lot of crap. Yeah, we do. So, with that said, guys, for More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm I'm Kathy. We're out. So you could have peed on air and you didn't even do it? Not quite on air. If I get the old, uh, you know, World of Warcraft uh, headphones out, I can put on those because they're Bluetooth. So. Bluetooth? See, that, that, that would be great content. On air pee. Uh, it's funny because my son always used to get upset. He's like, are you in the bathroom? Like, <laughs> Wait, on air pee? can't see it. You just probably can't even hear it. No. I know John used to get mad at me for going and get drinks on air. Glad Bluetooth headset. Uh, I kind of miss uh, my my old old apartment. It would actually go all the way down to the laundry room.